Bring the ship up to broadcast deck. We're going in. Into the hideout. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Trying to be FCC compliant. The hideout. Something enjoyable for children. You guys are so funny and so smart. Enter the hideout. Enter the hideout. And be heard. What, what, what's new? What, 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 what's new? Welcome into the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Hefe and Dubs hanging out with you on Wednesday? Yep. Sweet. Wednesday. Uh, the 1st of December, I guess it is, 2004. Um, sitting in the big chair, I am happy. And I'm J-Dubs on the talk and roll controls. And uh, I get a douche chill every time <laughs> we do that bit. Uh, <laughs> and we want to hang out with you, so feel free to call us and hang out all night long. A special hello to those of you in lockup and in jail. Uh, thank you so much for tuning us in. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. What are the chances... That someone would be able to use their phone call to call us from. I don't. I don't think they can call that late. Really? Yeah. I wonder if. We I could... think they're already in lockdown. Do you, you think, can't get out and use do, the phone? Do you think that the prison guards uh, listen to us as well? Maybe, but I, do you think they'd make an exception? I doubt it. Why not? Just for five minutes, if we could talk to somebody that's in prison for five minutes, I'd love it. Tommy, book someone in prison. Um, here's the situation. We got a lot to do this evening. We have a guest coming up. The name of their website is uh, corpse corpsesforsale.com. Corpsesforsale.com. They will be joining us coming up at uh, 11:30. This is something that Bateman found. Um, okay, Ogre just volunteered to go over to the prison to interview those guys. I, I still don't think they let them out of their cell after a certain amount of time. Well, no. What if we did it during the day? Oh, okay. Yeah, what if, that'd work. What if we sent over a list of questions with Ogre, and then... But I wonder how they would do it. Like, how is it in prison? Do they have it where you can go and you can sit in the room like it is on Arrested Development? Or would you have to talk to them through the phone? Ogre, do you know how that works in prison? Yeah, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> okay. Um, do you think you could work it out where we could get an interview? First thing we need to do is the couple guys that have been contacting you that, that have been in correspondence, we need to get them to write us back and uh, need to get me somehow on their visiting list, and then we'll take it from there. All right. And you'd be willing to do that? Sure. Sure. I, I know my way around that. Easy enough. Fair enough. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ogre, for volunteering. Um Dubs, we want to talk about the Lulu's live gig. We got the corpses for sale. We got a few headlines that we want to get into. But first, I guess let's go ahead and find out what's new. Um, in fact, we will find out what's new as soon as J Dubs is ready to tell us what's new. <clears throat> That's crazy. And now 106.7 WJFK and the Hideout presents the day according to El Jefe and J Dubs. All right, it is, uh, like I said, the 1st of December 2004. Um, I'm Hefe, and that's Dubs. And this is the day, according to El Jefe and J-Dubs. we got a few things that we want to talk about, things that happened to us as kind of a recap of our day. 
And, of course, feel free to comment at uh, 866-277-4969. Dubs, you told me that you had a big announcement yes. that you wanted to start off with uh, before we get going in anything else, like talking about Lulu's or anything. I, J-Dubs, have a big speaking engagement coming up. I'm, being, I'm going to be administering a speech. Okay. You'll be doing a speech. Yes. You will be... Uh, At a podium. Doing a speech. Now hit the music, please. All righty. Thank you, RTV 9-2004, Specs Howard University. No! You're lying! I'm very proud <laughs> of being your special host of this great day of yours. I'm glad you invited what a, me what an to speak to you. You are going back to your broadcasting school. Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. To give a speech to the graduating class? Yes. RTV 9, 2004. I come to you from RTV 899. I am a success story. Because, uh, because if, if you made it, anybody can make it. Exactly. I'm happy to be talking to you in this 30-person classroom. And you know, it's going to be this awkward and this full of nothing. Yeah. I'll be, I'm, I, uh, me and my friend Brian. No, be, here, uh, on. Me and my friend Brian. <laughs> Dubs is still at his podium. Right. He's going to be coming up there with me because he's going to be picking me up from the airport. I'm going directly from the airport when I get into uh, Michigan to Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts to give my my speech. Have you decided what you're going to talk about? No, I, I just found out today. Why did they ask you? Well, here's the funny thing. I was bored today. And they encourage us to update them on what we're doing. So I decided to call them, and uh, Mr. Dick Kernan <laughs> was very thrilled to have me, uh, to ask me to be a part of this, this great day. What an abortion that's going to be. I'm begging you with everything <laughs> you have to take a microphone. And better yet, it's Specs Howard School of Broadcasting. I'm sure they can record it. I'm sure they can record it, and we can play that back when you get home. I'll do my best. How awful. I want to thank everyone for spending nine grand to be a part now you of the Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts alumni. Now, uh, yeah. Hey, this is the school he owes money to, right? Right. Actually, I am clearing up that debt. Um, this sounds like a big trap to me. It's like those times, you know how they send, like, felon stuff in the mail, like, you've won a free trip, show up here to claim your prize, and then they arrest them? They do that a lot with, like, football tickets and stuff. Yeah. Um. I'm already paying them, though. Alright, you know what? I'm on a payment plan with Specs Howard School of Broadcast Starts, and you should be, too. Don't fall behind on your payments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. They're fan in jail. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope. It does sound like a trap to me. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Why don't you? No, you should, you should see the degenerates they have come speak. You should have seen the guy that came to speak at mine. All right, you know you're not that important. Take the echo off now. No, I'm doing the rest of the show. <laughs> you need to practice. There are 30 people, right? Yes. It's hardly a speech. 
It's like a talking to. I mean, it's... No, it's a speech. It's a discussion. I want to know what are you going to (laughs) say. Yeah, it's not a speech. (laughs) I honestly... When you said you had a big announcement and you said you're going to be speaking, I thought for a second Fowlerville High School was going to gather everyone into the auditorium and J-Dubs would walk around talking to everybody at Fowlerville High School. I'm going to try to set that one up too. I'm a motivational speaker now. Motivational of what? By the way, honest- I'm the most unmotivated motivational speaker of, of anybody's generation. You too, if you're willing to get tattoos, can be on major <laughs> market radio. Now let me tell you what. What you got to do. The secret to my success is making stupid bets and homoerotic jokes. I worked for a year and a half for no money in a small market. You have to have drive in this business, people. You have to have a never-say-die attitude. People are going to be I falling look, asleep in the back. I look at all of you. Mesmerized by the drool coming out of your people. mouth. All people. All people. It's broadcasting school. I look at all okay. of you uh, mothers and fathers out there. <laughs> no, you aren't watching your kids graduate. You're graduating yourselves, and I applaud you for that. Well, congratulations, J-Dubs. Sergeant Spung, uh, Sponge Tongue giving a speech. It's going to be great. I, it's, please, no. I, I've had enough. I can't. I'm now, I'm my, my I hurt. I hurt now. Um, you know, I've, I love speaking events, which is ironic. I love to go give a speech. In fact, I told Corolla I'd go talk to his class if he wanted me to. Because um, I, I love getting out there. I love radio. I love talking about radio. But I like being in front of people, as evident by these gigs that we're doing, these live broadcasts. You hate being in the spotlight. I can't believe that you're going to go. And did they tell you how long you have to fill? Um, I think I have to do like a 15-minute one. Wait, turn it off. Turn 15 it off. minutes of me. All right, so basically. The treehouse. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you're going to be doing the treehouse at Specs Howard School of Broadcasting. I'll make sure I bring a CD player. <laughs> So, you can so we're going to listen to a little Bon Jovi right now while I get my thoughts together. By the way, those of you, those of you who are maybe new to the hideout, the treehouse was J-Dub's version when I was on vacation or whenever I'd miss. And he would do the show. He and Bateman did the show by themselves. They went about 10 minutes. And then I said, uh, you know what? This just isn't working out. <laughs> Here's living on a prayer. But I guess you could tell them that at your broadcasting school, uh, always be prepared. Improvise. Always have Bon Jovi in the CD player. Can't go wrong. Stop. Stop what? Please, ta- right, I'm taking off my <laughs> headphones. Now, Why? Because I can't deal with you and Echo. Thank you, RTV9 2004, for paying a lot of money for a little bit of learning. I'm glad because misery loves company. <laughs> Out of the broadcasting schools, people that pay that much money, how many of them make it? Uh, Out of your class specifically? Out of my class, Thank there God. are two people out of 30 that are still in the business. Wow. Two people. How much does Specs Howard, uh, how much do they um, charge? It's about 11 for an eight month, eight month course. 11 grand? Yep. God damn. So they made roughly, uh, th- what is that? Uh, th- and th- 
they have uh, morning, afternoon, and night classes. So, um, and uh, during that, like when I was when I was there, I was one of five different classes going at the same time. So at one time they have uh, was that fifteen different classes of thirty going, each paying eleven grand. Let's do the math here. I think that's if I'm I could be incorrect, but isn't that roughly in the neighborhood of like thirty like three hundred thousand dollars? Is that right or is that wrong? Yeah, for each class, so three hundred thousand. So they made three hundred thousand dollars out of each RTV. Let's just let's just say off of your class. Yeah, three hundred thousand off each RTV that graduates. So, and that's not including because we usually started off with about forty five, and after that first day, there's no refund. You drop it, you are, you can't get your money back. So. That's about uh now with you you haven't paid any of that eleven grand. So. Actually, right up front, right in the first three months, I paid five grand. I was just paying all the money I got. Mm-hmm. And basically all my late fees and uh interest uh interest just piling up. Uh piled back that back uh that five thousand back on, so <laughs> And you realize in this business you'll never make uh eleven grand. It'll never happen. I'm proud. I'm, I'm so- proud of every one of you. All right, stop. It's really it's sickening. I go back five years ago thinking of my instructor, Ray Prosser. <laughs> Great man. Now the producer of the Mitch Album Show. Shut up. Please. He taught me a lot of things. One of those things, make sure weather and time. Twice an hour. All right. Please. Yes, oddball. That's where you make your money. On the eights. I think this is just a setup. They want the money and they're not going to I'm already paying them. I, but I think... I, I Actually, I don't owe the money. Actually, it's Bex Howard. I owe it to... Uh, collection agents. Collection agents. Which is obviously so much better for your credit. Yes. Uh, well, congratulations, J-Dubs. Going Looking ba- forward. Going back to speak to, at, your, at your alma mater. Uh, tell Cameron I need some business cards to pass out. <laughs> Networking. That's your best friend of this business, people. Without friends, you ain't going nowhere. Now, um, are you going to offer internships to uh, people at Specs Howard to come out and intern for the hideout? It's a non-paying internship. But the payment of experience has no price. Has no worth. Especially at JFK. As we make you put dildos in bad places. All right. Well, congratulations. Yes. Like your sister. Hey. What? What's wrong? I think he might have oversold that a little bit. Who? Did, they told you today that... Actually, Mel- they did. They told me today when I went into... What is this? The Kyle and Al show? Well, he's on the podium with me. <laughs> no, I don't want the two of you on the podium. When I went into the class, he goes, you must realize the most important thing you can do is make friends and keep in contact with those friends. And you've made nothing but enemies here. I know. Beat it. Go away. Get off the podium. All right. Well, congratulations, J-Dubs. I appreciate it. I'm really unhappy that Texas Tech University has failed to contact me. Oh, you got to contact them. All right, Bateman, get on the phone and call Texas Tech and tell them I'm available for speeches. I was just so bored today. I uh, I picked up the phone. Hey, Dick Kernan, how you doing? 
You actually called the president of the uh, school? He's not the president of the school. He's, uh... I don't care. He, I really he don't. He takes I'd... care of all post-grads. I don't care. He's the alumni. He's the alumni. All right, Bateman just told me he tried and Texas Tech is out of business. I wouldn't be surprised. What a crap school. They I shut to. down 13th grade. You know, I really wish if I had to do it all over again, I would have gone to the University of Texas. I got, adver- I got admitted into both schools, and I was planning on UT, but then you have to send a letter back saying, hey, I am coming to the University of Texas, and I missed the date to send the letter back. And so I was like, all right, I guess, well, I guess I'm a Red Raider. Guess I'm going to Lubbock. Lubbock, Texas, here I come. Um, anyway, so good for you, J-Dubs. Now, are you going to take them pictures of uh, things that we do, like the live gig at Lulu's that's coming up Friday? I'm burning them a DVD. Every one of them. Every one of you guys are going to walk out a winner. For, you guys are going to walk out a winner today. For $11,000. I'm giving you a DVD of my show. <laughs> of the best homoerotic humor in the hideout. One uh, thing I want you guys to know, be gay and be real gay. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, all right, well, Dubs, what's coming up at the live gig? Because I know that's the other thing you were working on today. All right, the live gig. In between I... you booking your live appearances, are you getting paid for this? No. I'm kidding. The payment is all in seeing their I... shining face before <laughs> no. they get destroyed by the business. No, now what you should have done is uh, said, all right, look, I'll come back and speak. I don't know if you know this. I'm in a major market. I host a show. I uh, produce a show that's syndicated. Maybe you heard me get a tattoo on the nationally syndicated Dynamite show. I'll come back and talk if you knock off a grand from what I owe. You're really one of the only success cases they have, aren't you? And you know what's funny about Brian? Oh, and Carlini. What's that? Oh, shut up. You, you're such a dick. No one knows who that is. Um, what's really odd about the schools a lot of times is like a kid like you walking into broadcasting school. It's like, oh, easy money. Yeah, I would have been like, with that speech impediment, there's no way this kid's getting a job. Um, sure, we'll take your $11,000. Congratulations. The funny thing is, when you, go, you want, when you go into these broadcasting schools, you audition. They, yeah, they send you right into a booth. <laughs> They send you into a booth and you record a one-minute news read, a weather read, and uh, then they go, okay, I think you have a chance. I, at- you know what? This is what I want to do, J-Dubs. I want you, before the end of the show, somebody get on this, bad monkey, somebody back in the back. I want you to record a one-minute news read. No. And a one-minute weather read. No. 30-second weather I've, read. I've done those for... Please! 92.7 The Ticket. That was my first on-air job. I remember those. Were- 92.7 The Ticket was my first on-air job. I wasn't on the air live. I had to record 30 seconds of weather and one minute of news. I want you to do it now. No. I, I Please, I'm begging of you. I want you to do it tonight. Okay, as long as we play them on the 8s. I'll do a weather read. That's it. And I want him played on the 8s all night. I'm fine with that. Okay. We'll do it during the commercial break. J-Dubs will give us weather on the 8s. So someone uh, put me up some weather. Because you're a star. <laughs> Snowman says he's looking forward to one day hearing the Corolla factor. <laughs> Which will probably happen. Um, 
All right, let's go back to this uh, live event at Lulu's we're having Friday night. Oh, Spit! Oh, so are you going to tell them about your first big stunt that you're going to be doing at Lulu's during the live broadcast? Ladies and gentlemen, RTV9 2004, I'd what? like to uh, tell all of you. What does the RTV9 thing mean? That's the class that I'm speaking to. I don't even understand what that means. Radio TV, the 9 class for that year, and the year's 2004. Please take that off. RTV9 2004. Come out to Lulu's this Friday night for a hideout live broadcast. Happening at the live broadcast, we'll be doing J-Dubs the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> where me, J-Dubs. Don't even mention my name with you, by the way. I will be... Actually, I did. Don't worry. No! Where me, J-Dubs, I will be snorting hot sauce. Not one, <laughs> not two, but three lines of hot sauce, J-Dubs the Red-Nosed Reindeer. One medium... One hot, one effing hot. Okay, that does not get you into radio. That that gets you into a frat. I don't even know. Thing you need to know about radio. It's basically a fraternity. It's a brotherhood. By graduating Specs Howard, you've become a part of that brotherhood. All right. Don't waste it. Now, let me ask you this, Dubs. This is your stunt for the fantasy you football You always league. have a friend in J-Dubs. This is your stunt for the... For the Fantasy Football League. Yes. Um, Corolla will do this too, won't he? Yes. Corolla, congratulations. As part of your internship, you too will Come on be... up here, Corolla. You'll be snorting hot sauce. Why is the whole show I on did the... it. Why is the whole show on the podium? And why do I feel like I'm on the deuce-deuce? <laughs> I would be more than happy to... Shut up. Don't, don't get Take in... the hot sauce with you, J-Dubs, my idol and my hero. Don't get involved with his bit. Corolla, you won't be doing just one line. You won't be doing two lines, but you'll be doing three lines of hot sauce. Yes. Stupid ass. Thank you, Dubs. I love you. My all ass, right, get off the podium. My ass hurts from this segment. Um, all right, what else is going to... One other thing that we're going to be doing to give away stuff. What else are we doing? Hit the music. No. Also happening out live at Lulu's, I hope RTV 9 no 2004 will come out and experience vocabulary test. What? Where our own Corolla will be spelling words. Is that where the boat thing comes in? Yes. Congrats. And every time he gets a word wrong, we will tear some hair from his chest. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you know what? I like that idea. So let me see. So I have two people. There will be two people playing. Corolla will be spelling all of the words. And each word that he gets incorrect, let's say private pile puts a uh, sticky tape on his chest or his arms or his neck and then rips it off for each one you get incorrect from vocabulary. I like that. Congratulations, Corolla. Welcome to the business. All right, please. That makes it sound even sadder. There's one person in the room clapping for you. I've had enough. Let's take a break. Hold on. At Lulu's, you'll be able to pick up Tickets from Independence Air, flyeye.com, RTV9-2004, please come on out. And also, win Washington Wizards tickets, play, taking on the Chicago Bulls. We have club seats for you. Can we talk about the Juggalos? Well, we are in Detroit. <laughs> no. Actually, Southfield. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, Jade, congratulations on your day. Washington Wizards taking on the Chicago Bulls club seats. Come on out and win at Lulu's this Friday night while the hideout broadcasts live. 
This is sad. <laughs> is it not sad to anybody else? It's touching. Shut up. Get out of here, Corolla. You're the best. RTV 9 2004. Give them hell. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of the hideout. <laughs> Tommy says he would switch the channel in the back. <laughs> I can't believe this. 106.7 WJFK. The hideout featuring LFA and J Dubs. Give me a rusty hanger. I'm going to abort the a hole right out of you. The hideout. 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. 866 277 4969. The Hideout. RadioHideout.com. The Hideout. <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout. Stop it, please. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm asking uh, the audience for a mulligan on the uh, on the last break. I thought it was great. Sid, what did you think? It was wonderful. It really was. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Sid was like, "Can I go?" I didn't. I didn't mean to come in. I'd rather be a blockbuster. Um, welcome back into the hideout. Hefe Dubs, one hundred six. Please, one hundred six point seven WJFK. Hanging out with you on a um, on a Wednesday night. Excited. I love this time of year, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't love it for the holidays. I love it for the weather. Mm-mm. Although, I'm trying to sleep today. And the wind was insane. Once again, uh, in my apartment, in my high-rise, I I kept getting woken up by the fact that the windows sounded like they were going to shatter from the goddamn wind that was just howling. And uh, well, it's because you're because the Geronimo was built a while ago. So what are you doing? That's not that's not funny. That's not funny. It's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not even cool. It's really actually awful. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you're such a you're such a dick, man! God damn you, Will! You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up, brother? Um, is there a picture of JW's class ring on RadioHideout.com that I can see? <laughs> you know, do you guys have class rings? No, tell me you don't. No. All right, class uh, O rings maybe. What class O rings maybe? No. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Uh, so anyway, actually, we got a guess that's coming up. Uh, and just a- hello. I thought uh, you lived in the O'Reilly. All right, you know, I don't know what this is that you guys are doing, what your little funny <laughs> jokes are, why you're trying to expose things. But that's really, really uncool. All right. Wow. <laughs> God damn, man. The, the, what'd you say? Wow. All right, stop. I'm asking you politely now. Please stop. I would never <laughs> ever. Say where you live. Westfall Station. All right, you're creepy, though. You want people to come over to your place. I don't care. No one's going to find me. You're living a high-rise, please. No one's going to find you. I don't worry about that, though. I just now finally moved out of a place where they're not breaking into my apartment and wearing my shirts. I'm happy where I am now. Okay? <laughs> so I don't want to hear. Yes, said Katie. Did you have something? No. Okay, it's time for a guest. What's this guy's name? Jamie DiStefano? The name of the website is uh, corpsesforsale.com. Bateman found this, and apparently what this cat does is he makes, like, uh, you know, like Stern had the real doll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which I always wanted one whenever I saw it on the, the whole thing on E. Instead, now, what this is, it's it's like a life-size corpse that he'll make for you and, I guess, customize. So we're going to talk to him in a second, but first, Corolla's internship's almost up. And he's, he comes to me and he's begging me. 
please, Hefe, please, I need demo material because I want to start sending out tapes. Of course, I want to try to get hired at JFK, but, you know, maybe I can get hired at a rock station or a, a Hot 99.5. Maybe they'll take me. This is what he says to me. So I, uh, I say, okay, well, how about we do this? We'll do the Corpses for Sale interview, and then we'll let you come in and get like a little three-minute interview of your own with the guy from CorpsesForSale.com. And he's like, okay, I'm, I'm down with that. But here's what we're going to end up doing. Dubs and I will do the regular interview. Then we'll bring in Corolla. Okay. He will not be able to hear the regular interview. Because he, you know, and actually we're not going to let him prep either. So he just gets to go for three minutes. Now, obviously in the hideout there are always stakes. So what will happen is within that three minutes, he has to treat it completely seriously. He cannot laugh. He cannot reference us. He cannot do anything that would be um, unprofessional. The, way, the reason why it will be hard is because Dubs, myself, and Sid Cato will all take our mics out of audition. What that means is that the uh, the guest won't be able to hear that we're going to completely try to screw with him. Now, no. if, he, if he laughs or acknowledges us or does anything unprofessional, before the three-minute time limit is up, he has to lick Sid Cato's bare chest. Now, right now, I see Corolla standing over in the Buzz Cave. I think we're going to rename that during our show, the Mo Cave. Right. Why are you looking at me weird? Can you hear me? I don't think he, no, he can't hear you. He's out, he's silenced off, so he can't hear any of the questions, so he can't have any of the information. All right? Good. Three minutes he'll have. But first, let's actually talk to the guy, because I'm very interested in what this is about. Bateman, if you would, please get Jamie DiStefano from CorpsesForSale.com uh, on the phone. It's the hideout, 106.7, WJFK, uh, half and dubs and uh, Sid Cato. By the way, Sid Cato, we want to get caught up with you in a second as well with some of the stuff that you've been doing and what's been going on in uh, your life, specifically life on the outside outside, and not being in jail. Incarcerated. <clears throat> and now, thanks to you, though, we're like, huge in the prison population. I don't know, like if you're in your 24 hours, you spread the word or what happened? Yeah, now it's other stuff was getting spread, so you might as well. It's amazing what a little willpower and some toothpaste will do. The, hide, the hideout, uh, it's so funny. Or a loogie. The hideout is um, pulling amazing numbers in jail. Uh, here we go. Let's talk to uh, Jamie. Jamie, welcome into the hideout 106.7 WJFK, the website corpsesforsale.com. How are you this evening? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? Good, man. Um, What... What is the what is it that people can buy or at least go get from you? I, I'm on the website and I'm looking at it now. Mm -hmm. I, do you actually make corpses? I mean, what is this? Yeah, I make the corpses. Out of out of what? Um, well, it's basically liquid latex. The skin is basically liquid latex, which is rubber, and then the infrastructure is everything from wood, PVC, burlap, uh, epoxy, chicken wire. Right, so these are life-size, realistic, de decaying corpses uh -huh. um, that you can just, like, have built or put, like, in your own home? Yeah, or whatever you want to do. Most of it's, like, Halloween stuff. Either that or, like, I try to push it to, like, film, TV, independent movies, that kind of stuff, I mean, horror films. Do you get a lot of demand for this? Um, it's not a lot. It's basically a small-time thing. I do this on the side. I probably sell, on an average, 10 to 15 a year. Most of it around Halloween. Oh, okay. So this isn't something you're making all your cash off of. Uh, yeah. 
Um, now, Dubs, have you, uh, like, who, like, do you have people that are, like, not in the movie industry, not in a, a you know, looking to make haunted houses or anything, that just, you know, maybe find this stuff uh, interesting nonetheless, they want to decorate their house? I mean, have you gotten any of that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I normally don't ask people what they want it for, but I don't always sell them around Halloween. Sometimes throughout the year, people just like them. And I really don't know what they do with them. Now, to be honest with you, do you do you ever worry about some of the stuff that they could be doing with them? Is that kind of the whole "don't ask, don't tell" policy? Yeah, well, they're not that anatomically correct, so I don't really do. I don't really detail the midsection. I'll just put so, the head on a man doll and yeah, town. All right. Um, <laughs> I wonder too if people have ever used one for like the HOV lane. You know, where you have to have mandatory two people, whatever you're driving, so you can get through traffic and all that stuff. What do you, what do you, where do you come up with this? I mean, where do you get this idea of this is what you're going to do? Well, this, the first one was basically like a Halloween project. I just, I don't know, I just got the idea. I made it. It turned out really good. So after Halloween, instead of like packing away, I figured I'd try to sell it just to see if I could get rid of it. So I put like an ad in a, uh, just like a little classified ad in a horror magazine. Right. And I sold it and I got a couple more orders. So the next year I did it again, and I kept putting in more ads. And then in uh, 96, I created a website, and that sort of took off a little bit. So it just sort of built. Now, are you, you, know. are you normally into the gore and things like that? or I, mean, I, I like it. You know, it's just, um, I mean, I always liked horror movies, monster movies, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm not like a big expert on it. But I came out of it more from an art angle or the special effects angle. That's what I was going to ask you. Are you have you done like other artistic stuff? Or have you uh, been uh, known to do that kind of thing? Um, I've always been to art, into art, but uh, I was never really that great at anything. Because these things look really good. I mean, they're hardcore, man. I mean, seriously, it's look at some you sit on the on the side of the road or something like that. You would think this is real. This is legit stuff. Yeah, these came out pretty good. Like as far as art goes, I'd have to say that this seemed to work the best for me. Now, you do you have a wife or a chick or involved with anybody that finds this stuff disturbing? Yeah, a lot of girls. Actually, nobody's serious right now, but most girls like it, or at least say they like it, or you know. Why would they like it? Some girls are into it, you know, horror movies. Do you ever sit it in the corner when, the two, when like, the two of you are, like, making out and stuff? Like, if somebody's watching? It has, like a dead yeah, person had, watching? Hey, that's your out. mom. Yeah, I've had to move them out of the rooms, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, that would be interesting if somebody wanted, hey, this is what uh, this is what my mom used to look like. I was wondering if you can make it to look like her. You haven't gotten anything like that? Yeah, people ask me that. But the thing is, the more decayed something is, the less it's going to look like somebody. So to really look like somebody... It's got to be pretty, it's got to be less decayed, almost not. Just put a red dress on it. That's what she was buried in. <laughs> yeah, if you just if you put the same kind of wig, same kind of dress, maybe you can get away with it. All right, so you got like a whole like shopping cart. You can choose skin color. Yes. You can, so like you have different ethnicities, the hair color. Yes. Wow, The degree man. of decay, light decay, or heavy decay. All right, hold on. Let me go to, de- oh, damn, man. This is sick stuff. Yeah, I got some sick stuff. I have some new products there. Now, how much does one of, one of these things run? They're five fifty, five hundred fifty dollars. That's not, not bad, man. 
How about you make us one, and uh, we'll plug you forever. Um, that would be really cool to like have here in the station. Yeah. Just the corpse just sitting here. Could you imagine? It would be cool. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you doing that for us. Doing uh, well for you. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, JB from uh, CorpsesForSale.com. And so now, what about like this time of the year after the after the uh, Halloween? You don't have anything, right? Actually, around Christmas, there's a little bit of a rush. There's a little. Christmas Do you get like a Santa one? Um, I've dressed up a Santa one, but you know, when you put a beard in the hat, you sort of lose... Oh, I just put the, the hat on it. I wouldn't worry about the beard. Yeah, you can't, yeah, the beard sort of covers too much up. But, uh, there's a little bit of a Christmas rush that people want. Not only corpses, but some of the other stuff I sell. All right. Now, what are, what are some of the other things you sell other than... Well, I sell heads. The corpse heads. I sell corpse arms. Now, when you're when you're when you're sending like a full corpse, uh-huh. how do you send it? Do you send it in like like UPS? I, I mean, <laughs> I know UPS. What does like, Brown do for you? Like, uh, what, like, do you are they? Uh, do you have to uh, assemble them yourself when you get them, or no? They're fully assembled. I sort of is like a it coffin up. size type thing, or I sort of curl it up in like a fetus position a little bit, put it in a bag, and then throw it in a, a box. I, I wonder if like a UPS guy ever picks one of these up and is there a body in here? Well, oh, yeah, it's, it only weighs like thirty yeah. pounds, from what I understand. It is there a dead is. baby in here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do you make them in baby size? No, I haven't. You could like sell one of those like for two hundred. Right, you know, go cheap, go on the baby, and you should yeah. branch out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I've had people ask me about that. Dead babies are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or like the aborted fetuses or something. That could be kind of fun. I have a fetus in a petri dish, yeah. <laughs> I like that, too. I like this guy. All right, you know what, Jamie? Corpsesforsale.com. Well, can we ask you for a favor? I don't know if Tommy uh, had talked to you about this or not. No, I don't think so. We got an intern uh-huh. who is about to leave us, and he wants to get a demo tape together. Okay. So he wants to interview you as well. Is that okay? Another three minutes? We'll plug sure. corpsesforsale.com, that whole thing? Sure, why right, not? Get Corolla in here, our intern. This really is interesting, man. Dubs, would you be willing to go in and buy one of these things once we finally get an office to put a corpse like in the corner? Oh, hell yeah. All right, so here he is. It's uh, intern Alex Carolla. Now, we are going to just step back, and it is going to be his show, all right? Okay. So yeah. for the next three minutes, he's going to interview you about your uh, you know, your situation, yeah. reminding everybody it's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK, CorpsesForSale.com. And now we present to you the Alex Carolla Show. Don't, 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 don't. All right, go ahead. Your turn. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Good. Excellent. That's uh, fine to hear. I hope the uh, holidays are treating you well. Yes, they are. I imagine. Uh, now, what is it you do, sir? What do I do? Yes, sir. Uh, well, that's a pretty stupid question. Yes, but I'm a, I'm a pretty stupid kid. I yeah, know. I can tell. <laughs> what do you mean? Really, you need do? to rip on this. I thought you were interviewing me. I am, sir. I'm trying to relay a picture My for our listening audience. As it is to and what? you don't know what I do? No, sir. I'm sorry. I am gay. This isn't much of an interview. I know are what you, you are do. Are we on here or what? Tell me you never looked at the website. That the listening audience does not know what it is. Tell, tell them it's stupid. Tell them. Tell them it's stupid. You need to say what you do, sir. I thought you were going to introduce Ask them. Their yeah, introduce them, man. Who, I, where is he from? What's I, his name? I am introducing you, sir. What's your name, sir? <laughs> Mr. DiStefano. Mr. DiStefano. Are you Italian? <laughs> now that's stupid. My, now, that's, see, now, now that's plain. My fingers stupid. smell pretty. How is that stupid? <laughs> Stefano is a good Italian name. Uh, 
Does it sound Italian? Yeah. Well, there you go. I was listening to this uh, college radio show, Kyle and Al. So now, sir, I was God wondering. Damn. It's basically DC 101 on this gay kid. You sell corpses. <laughs> Man, collect, it sucks. correct, sir? That's another stupid question. Well, what is it Why you do? Why do you keep asking me stupid questions? Sir, I told you before, I'm, I'm not really a bright this boy. doing great. I can tell that. Please help me out. I've gotten made fun of a lot for being stupid, <laughs> and I was just wondering if you could help me out. I'm just asking what you do. I'm really trying here, sir. I'm sorry for upsetting you. Take your shirt well, off. I just need like some dumb questions, but yes, I do. 90 oh. seconds. Ask him what his website is. Now, what was your website again, sir? <laughs> Idiot. Ah, oh, that's dumb. <laughs> that's just plain old dumb. Why is it dumb? You never that told me. stupid, dumb. You're a retard. It's now, sir. Corpses for sale. Stop corpses them, for sir. sale. Corpsesforsale.com. I'm imagining. Now, <laughs> now I imagine your business does pretty well for Halloween time. <laughs> does, does it do well for Christmas time, sir? That's a dumb question, <laughs> sir. Please. That's just stupid. Now, here's That's a question. Ask him how it does for Easter if he makes like a. Here's Jesus a question for you, sir. Would it question. be wrong for me to take a One minute. fake dead corpse and put it? Uh, I don't know. Let's say. Oh. In my grandmother's bed after my grandfather passed and say, hey, look, Grandma. What are you, a shock jock? There's God. Grandpa. That's awful. Dumb. Deuce, deuce. Stupid. Now, would that be bad? That's a dumb question. <laughs> now, are sir. Are you asking something serious? Sir, I am asking you serious questions. You didn't answer me before. I'm trying Don't here. fight with him. Now, sir. Call talk more about your grandma. Sir. <laughs> is she sexy? Yeah. Here is what I'd like to know. You ever hit on her? Are you worried about the products Milk you sell? Milk are you glad your grandpa's dead because he raped you? Somebody would be having... She wear those ankle-high stockings? Let's put it this way. Someone would make themselves happy. Does she have course. sideburns down there? Now, what do you think about that? Excuse me? <laughs> you right. think that somebody All right. would be excited? You know what? Time's dumb, up, man. Dumb, that was man. awful. You that was terrible. Yeah, I apologize, Jamie. Let's get a link up to uh, corpse, corpsesforsale.com. And, uh, no, the guy was just kidding. No, he, no, he was awful. He was seriously. It was the. It was like uh, watching an abortion or yeah. listening to it on the radio. But um, nonetheless, corpsesforsale.com. We appreciate you very much. Thanks. And there will be a link on radiohideout.com. Thanks a lot. Thank Talk you, later, man. It. All right, <laughs> Corolla, get in here. Here's the situation. Yeah, we said you could not laugh. Didn't laugh. You could not acknowledge us. Didn't acknowledge you. And that it had to be professional. That was professional. <laughs> that was not professional. He wasn't giving me the answers I wanted. He had you to, have to get him out of him. I tried getting him out of him. Here's, acknowledge here's the thing. 866-277-4969. Did Corolla do a good enough job to where he does not have to lick Sid's chest? Of course they're going to say I didn't. I don't know what they're going to say. I did it right. You guys are just screwing with me. You're messing with the rules now. I, I did it perfectly. Look, I want to know. The guy sells dead corpses, for God's sakes. How are you supposed to take that seriously? We did. How are you supposed No. How are you supposed to take it seriously? We did. Buy a dead corpse. We That's did. disgusting. 866-277-4969. We'll go ahead and start here in the room now while the phone lines are getting lit up. Um, I'm going to go with Sid. Did you think that he was good enough? To where he did not have to do it. He followed the rules except for twice he acknowledged us. Asked well, I didn't, the questions we told him to ask. That is true. You did ask the questions that we asked. And you were not supposed to acknowledge no us. No way. You I didn't acknowledge you, head. though. I didn't acknowledge you. All right, hold Quit on. Quit yelling. Let's go here. 106.7. What do you think? Hello? Hey. Does he do it or not? I say he did pretty good. Except y'all in the background. 
So you would say he did okay. He doesn't have to lick Sid's chest. Yeah. Cool. Let's go to break. <laughs> All right. Will, you're in the hideout. Um, I, I wasn't sure. Is this 106.7? Because I didn't hear him say yeah, there which were, station it was. There were no call letters. There was no names of the show. You didn't it know the name of his website. You didn't plug the website. Was he it? wouldn't tell me what it was. You're supposed to know this. What do you mean? You're supposed to be prepared. <laughs> so awful, Will? It was it was awful. I mean, can you guys get that guy to make a uh, a corpse of Marconi so they could spin in his grave every time the curl was on the air? See this guy. This guy's brilliant. You Corolla, you're awful. All right, so that's awful for Corolla. Rich, terrible or good? No, nah, he did a terrible job. Terrible. But also, um, touching on another base last week. You're talking about free air on the smoking. Hold on a second, Grant. You're in the hideout on JFK. Man, Corolla did a lousy, lousy job. There was no smooth talking. Where are you going, Corolla? No nothing. I mean, he wasn't... This is ridiculous. I'm just doing what you guys told me to. How could you guys do this? Why of course, I'm not going to. I should have just said, sir, I give up because you're going to make you me yelling? lick his chest anyway. John, you're in the hideout. That was the worst interview I ever heard. He didn't engage him at all. Yeah, it was like you weren't paying attention to him. He kept yeah, saying I was stupid. You should have known, you should have known what the, the website was about. You should have talked to him and, drew, and drawn the questions out of him. It was like you got to talk to him like you know what he's already done, so that we the listeners can be entertained by your conversation. It was like he was a girl, and he just kept rejecting you over and over. Like that's dumb. You're done. What are you mad at us for? Why are you because, giving us the finger? Because oh, look, what's your problem. Look, hold on a second. It's not over yet. It's not over. Alan, you're in the hideout. Hi, guys. Yeah, hey, line one. Hey, what's up, line one? Go ahead, brother. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. I think, uh, I, Carl, I'm sorry. I, I don't think it was good, but fellas, I, I do think that he abided by the rules. All right, so you think it's okay Corolla went by the rules. All right. I, I, I think that he did his best to be professional, and asking the questions that you guys said isn't the same as acknowledging you. All right. Let me see what's going on here. Some people are in your corner. Matthew, you're in the hideout. Hey, he did great. He didn't. Uh, he didn't laugh. He didn't acknowledge you. You guys were giving him a barrage as a hostile witness. He was great. All right, thank you, sir. Now look, you're catching up, man. Thank you very much. Now you're happy. PK, you're in the hideout. Gentlemen, yeah, he did just fine for the for the hell you guys put him through. He did absolutely outstanding. But oh. do, you, do you still want him to see him lick a chest? Does he want? Do you want him to lick Sid's chest though? Mm, I want him to see him lick. I want to see him lick his chest, but I want him to know he did just fine while he's licking it. All right. All right. You know what? I like this. That, that'll be your, your prize. <laughs> You're a winner. Now, I can't even understand. What, you wouldn't let me look at the effing website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we, we didn't, did we? Oh, I'm sorry. But right now, it looks like it's even. It's even right now. Um, uh, maybe it's a little more people think you sucked. Hello, Lee, you're in the hideout. Yeah, man, y'all know the guys did what he wanted you to do, what you wanted them to do. And you probably had the other guy tell him, hey, man, well, no matter what he say, tell him he's stupid. I think he did great. All right. Keep it Actually, we didn't tell him anything. I, at least I didn't. Thank I didn't you. either. Thank you, Lee. It was it was seriously, like you say you have this, like, oh, um, karma around you where people just think you're stupid. And I think you were really giving it off to Jamie from CorpsesForSale.com. It might have had something to do with the whole attraction of your grandmother that came up during the interview. That was yeah. real odd about you talking about your dad or your granddad touching you. I don't know where that what came from. What are you talking from. about? Hey, if that guy's going to mess with me, I'm going to mess with him. Wow. My question. What's your name? 
All right, you know what? Um, so we'll take two more calls, okay? Now, you need both of these calls to be in your favor for you not to lick Sid. I did a count. I'm ahead by six. No, you aren't. Monkey Man, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's going on? What's up, brother? He, he was very dry. He was horrible. No offense, Corolla. You could do a lot better than that. Yeah, you really, it was like you were getting, it was like you were I, distracted. I had faith in you, man. You, you, you should have done a lot better. You were very dry questions. You need to spice them up or something. All right, I get this from Focus Lee. Thank you, Monkey Man. Focus Lee says, Corolla needs another semester with you guys to learn something. He sucks. Mm. All right, here it is. I'll tell you what. It's even. We'll take one more phone call. One more phone call. Because I personally, you're right. According to the rules, you did okay. You know? But it wasn't a professional interview. I asked him what he did. <laughs> I asked him what he did, for God's sake. You're supposed to tell people what he does because and the per- ask him about it. Because the person you were interviewing kept calling you dumb. Yeah. I kept a straight face. So... <laughs> Here it Only is. thing straight on you ever. Here it is, the final uh, final decision maker in the hideout, Matt Albert. Oh, God. Ah, Matt Albert, it is up to you whether or not this guy licks your fellow co-dumpling. Art Bell has a better interviewing technique than this kid. Oh, Art Bell. So I don't remember that, Matt Albert. What are you going to do? <laughs> I think, I'm not I, sure. <laughs> I, I think a crying corpse is going to call later. All right? so. You know what? Actually, hold on a second, because he's now going to lick uh, Sid's chest, and we'll hear from the crying corpse as he licks Sid. Go ahead, Sid. Take off your shirt. What's wrong, Corolla? You guys always stonewall me. I hate you guys. The public has spoken. This is disgusting. Now we can go. I'm turning your mic down because you're yelling way too loud. It's radio. You don't have to yell. You got a mic. Now, I want you to lick Sid. It's all pimply. That's disgusting. <laughs> Here's what you need I to do. I don't get a disease. You got to connect the dots with your tongue. Ew. And spell... There's enough time in the show. Corpse. And spell corpse with your tongue on Sid's chest. Nasty, dude. Do it. Well, you, you obviously didn't win the game, according to the listeners. Yeah, I'll clean it up for you a little bit. Shut up. Just get over there. <laughs> oh, That's <laughs> nasty. No he way. Just, he just licked his hand That's and rubbed it all over his chest. <laughs> that is, that is. That's freaking foul. That's nasty. I'm licking lower now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean like that. Isolate it. I, like, I didn't mean like that. Sure you didn't. I meant like his gut area now. Uh, Don't. I don't need your friggin'. All right. Put the, head- Venom. put the headphones on. And with your tongue, spell corpse. And I want to be able to hear this. And hold on a second. I think... Uh... Crying corpse is on the line. Hello, corpse? Hello? Corpse, are you there? <laughs> Delay. It feels so dirty. <laughs> There's a worm in my eye. And it was Lick. still better than that damn interview. <laughs> uh, oh, it stinks. <laughs> I don't care. Lick it. Disgusting. Lick it. It stinks awful. So? It's disgusting. I've never smelled anything so bad. Yes, you have. Ew. I know for a fact you have. Wafting off of you. Take a shower. God. God. Sid, how'd it That's feel? disgusting. It's nice. It's like a little massage. <laughs> I ate cat food before, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. That was foul. <laughs> uh, Why are you wiping off your tongue with that was paper? awful. I'd much rather eat cat food than have to do that again. Okay, go disgusting. get some. <laughs> go get us some cat food then. Oh, come on. <laughs>
You're nasty, dude. <laughs> You're nasty. You're the one that licked him. All for failing in radio. Congratulations. Turn this tape in to your program director at the Deuce Deuce. Do you want to? Do you want to eat cat food off my chest? You know what? Do it that way. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with cat food off the chest. What's wrong? How'd your internship class go today? Awful. Why? Well, they're like, uh... I don't care. We'll take a break. What'd, what'd they say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, apparently we're supposed to make a 30-second ad to uh, promote ourselves. And, and uh, you know, I just went out there. The Hideout 106.7 WJFK. L. In front of my babies, you got torn on. Homo shows up in here. What kind of freak ass is this? You two mother. Jesus. L. And Washington's 106.7 WJFK. The Hideouts with L. Hefe and J. Dubs. Degradation. And everybody's happy. On 106.7 WJFK. Good evening. I'm not Larry King. And I'm here with Clay Aiken of American Idol fame. Clay has just penned a new novella, J. Dubs, The Hollywood Stalker. Clay, welcome. You sound a little under the weather. Yeah, a little bit of a cold. Still trying to fight it off. Well, that's the first sign of the hibs, so they say. <laughs> Clay, what did you hope to gain by exposing J-Dubs to be the stalker pervert that he is? I can share what I learned, then someone who might be going through the exact same thing could learn something as well. So it sounds like you had interaction with J-Dubs. Was it gay? It's kind of kind of like that thing you don't want to ever admit. Um, you know, I kind of... It's, it's a little more complicated than, a, you know, a quick answer. Well, then, do you feel like you led him on at any part of your quick relationship? Um, I think it was it was less uh, about wanting people to know everything about me. At what point did J-Dub stalking get to be at its worst? When I went to my grandmother's funeral um, just a few years earlier. So, wait, he followed you to your grandmother's funeral? What a sick bastard. So, Clay, do you and your present partner have any plans for the holidays? We're going to christen the kitchen. Ugh, that's more than I needed to know. The name of the book, j Dubs the Hollywood stalker. My guest, Clay Aiken. I'm not Larry King. Good night. God bless and God help us all. BG44K. Welcome back into the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. I know you're a claymate, JW. WJF44K. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, I am uh, I am Hefe, and that is Dubs. Um, coming down uh, the home stretch for this Wednesday. A couple of emails that we got, J Dubs. First, this one looks it's from Kyra, I want to say. Y'all are off the hook. I'm hoping Word. I'm not the only black girl that listens to your show. No, we got Matt Albert. And Black Albert. <laughs> um, so, uh, hey there. You know, I love the sisters. Hey, sister. I love the sisters. So, sisterhood. Thank you for, uh, and hopefully we will see you out at the live gig at Lulu's. <sighs> 18 and up, to get in, 21 to drink. Uh, live broadcast this Friday from 11 to 1, the Hideout Live. We got Wizards tickets. We got the Independence Air um, anywhere they fly, flyi.com. Lulu's all uh, with Budweiser in Georgetown. And the other email, J-Dubs, comes from Logan. Um, hey, could you ask Dubs where he ordered his hat from and your hat from? Uh, the hat... Uh, lids.com. So yours says J-Dubs on it, and you yes. have the handicap symbol on the front. Yes. I'm wearing mine today. says El Jefe on I'm it. Great in it. Thank you. And um, it has the Texas symbol uh, on the back where the emblems go. And we will be wearing these out at the live gig, too, Dubs. Um, you excited about Friday, man? You excited about being out with the people? Yeah. Could you pretend to sound excited? It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to going out to Lulu's this Friday night. You're not. Hanging out with the people. 
Now, Dubs, this is Get what to I, know him. this is what I find interesting about you. You're excited about going and speaking at your old because that's just a complete goof. Your old school, but we're doing this and we're hanging out with the people, and you genuinely do not hang. Do you, you don't like hanging out? Um, I'm not going to say with I, our listeners, but you don't really like hanging out. But even with our listeners, you don't ha- like hanging out, do you? I don't like getting out of my comfort zone. Which my comfort is? zone is in here and at my house. Other than that, I don't like it. I like being comfortable. Now, do you think you'll be leaving early from Lulu's on uh, on Friday? Do you think you'll take off at 12.55 uh, like last time? It's late. Show ends really at 12.53. Uh, you couldn't stick around for maybe another 30 minutes? Hanging out with the people. Thirty? You really don't like it, do you? I I don't. I get tired. See, I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I know you do. I, you, let me tell you why. I, I let me give you an example. Um, my apartment complex uh, was doing a potluck where everybody was gathering downstairs, bringing their own food, a little holiday potluck. And um, I'm talking to my mom. She goes, you know, you need to go meet people. You're, you know, since the separation, you're real, um, you know, I, I don't ever hear you talking about friends or anything. And I told her that... Talk about me? No, please. Yeah, you're not even a friend. So I told her that they were having this potluck, and she's like, why don't you go down to do the potluck? And I was like, there's no way I'm going downstairs, because to me, one of the things that I hate most, Dubs, is going to a place and being the only person there that I know. For example, I don't like going into new situations. I... It's almost a, a real douche chilly thing where if I had to be in a crowd of people that I don't know and like try to introduce myself. Oh yeah, that's a nightmare. I couldn't do that. So like I, I thought about it and I don't know if I'll ever truly be able to make like real quote unquote friends because at the gym, I've been working out at the same gym for a year and a half, maybe two years now, and I don't know anybody there. Because I don't talk to anybody. It's just not my thing. Why would you? I don't understand why you would go to a gym and talk to anybody. I would go work out and leave. Yeah, you and I would. But yeah. other people see it as like a as a socializing situation. Really? I never even knew that. When people look at the gym as a socializing situation. They look at uh, the grocery store. It's almost this whole networking thing that you talk about. People, whatever the... Human beings, J-Dubs. I'd be pissed if anybody came up to me, talked to me while I was working out or... Uh, grocery shopping other than you and me though people actually do this stuff they'll go out and talk to people in their real everyday lives so what i love about going and doing these live gigs at lulu's is that first of all we're there we're doing the show which is obviously get a lot of fun but then i'm finally like in a situation in public where i feel i can go up and talk to people because i love talking to listeners uh, of the show, I'll go up, I'll spend 10, 15 minutes hanging out, in a sense, making new friends with people who listen to the show. Because the beauty of this is that I, I don't know if anybody else out there has the same issues as Dubs and I, but if you're going to the live gig at Lulu's, for example, you know that if you're there, you could easily go up and talk to anyone else there because you all have one thing in common. You all listen to The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Well, I mean, that's almost true with anywhere you go. Hey, if you go to Giant... And talk to someone there. Hey, they like going to Giant. No. They like the deals. They have a Giant card. But it's not the same kind of icebreaker. What's your card number, baby? It's not the same kind of icebreaker. For example, I was reading this. I saw this. Uh, I can't remember. I guess it was on the AOL for Broadband, actually. This wingwoman.com. There's this whole new thing now where it's so tough for people to meet 
not only just like regular friends, but then imagine on top of that trying to meet chicks. You know, you mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with it. Nope. You know, you're in a comfort zone with your chick. Yep. I love my comfort zones. I can't imagine trying to meet a new chick. I don't know how it's going to happen. So, but what this guy is... I'll, I'll set you up with someone. No, thank you. So, like, you even know anybody else but your chick. Unless you're setting me up with your chick, no. I'm not interested. No. Um, but what, what this guy has done is he is renting out women to be your friend. And then... Example, Wasn't there an 80s movie about this? I don't know. There could have been. But what happens is, say, me, all right? Let's say I go to wingwoman.com. I pay 50 bucks, whatever the fee is. They assign a woman to me. And then what we do is we go out to a bar, a club, wherever it is, a social gathering. And the whole thing is that she will walk up to the group of hot chicks and, like, start talking to them. And, like, immediately kind of get to know them and and be their friends or whatever the case. You know what I mean? Then she says, hey, how rude of me. Let me introduce my friend to you. And so that's the point at which I would come over and now, all of a sudden, the ice has been broken because it's not one of those odd situations where you're looking at him across the room and saying, hey, baby, what's going on? It seems more odd, actually, to me. Well, because you know what the you know what the gimmick is. Yeah. I, you know? And I'd just be standing there frozen, probably. I'd be like, this is just weirder than me just trying to hook up with a chick. Because, but that, you know why it's so weird to you is that you don't talk to people in, like, real life settings. But I'm telling you, this really happens. People talk to each other. Why? What, what What? can you possibly have to say to some stranger? I don't understand it. It's like when you go on the plane and people want to talk to you there. What would you possibly have to say to this guy sitting next to you? Nothing. Well, I mean, you could talk about... Nothing. Uh, your day? I don't want to hear about your day. I have my own day to worry about. But you don't think that's an ingenious idea of meeting new chicks? I mean, I think it's an ingenious way to make money off of poor suckers. You'd never do this. No. I book this guy, Bateman. I want to see if you can get a hold of him. Because, look, so, example, Corolla. Corolla has a bitch of a time meeting women. But if we were able to find a hot chick who would pretend to be his friend, go around to a social situation and break the ice and be like, oh, my God, I got to introduce you to my friend. I'm sorry. I didn't introduce you. And he'd walk up scratching his neck. Smelling of all crazy stuff. Of Sid's belly. Yeah. Hey, your breath smells like Sid's belly. What, what, what the hell's going on here? Jay, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I talk to people. I mean, not people, but girls. I used to live overseas. Right. And you just go up and, I, I don't know, I would I would just do it spur of the moment. I saw someone cute and I'd just start talking. And, uh, out of the blue, I got two dates in about a month. And it was that easy for you if you just go up and talk. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm pretty shy normally, but I'm like, hey, you know what? What's the worst can happen? And I just had a pretext to talk. The and, worst uh, that could happen is you're stuck in a boring conversation. No, you're not because you could easily move on, dude. You could easily say, all right, it's not working out. It was hey, it was nice to meet you. I'll see you around. Maybe we, uh, whatever. And then you yeah, leave. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, something like that. All right, hey, thank you, Jay. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty. I would get a lot of those because I'd just be scowling at the person. Now, here's the only thing that I worry about this wingwoman dot uh, com that I that I worry about is you get a chubber. No, that happens anyway. By the way, um, no, a chubby chick. Oh, I thought you meant you no, know no. you got excited. No, I would say let's say you use this whole scam and you meet somebody. All right, and then at then that. He- 
than, wait, where's that friend of yours? Exactly. What about that friend? And then, oh, we don't hang out anymore. Or, you know, or then you got to go through the whole situation, too, of, like, getting your story straight. Like, I guess you would have to sit down with this fake friend and say, okay, well, this is my story. This is who I am. So that whenever we get introduced. And then I wonder, too, if the chick from wingwoman.com leaves. Like, I wonder if, like, once she's already, like, once she's broken the ice. But, I mean, you are paying for her. And do you feel like this is, like, paying for sex in a way? No. Well, I guess it's kind of, uh. I wonder if a chick would be pissed if she found out. Oh, I guarantee. You think so? Yeah. She got duped, no matter what. She feels like she's been, you know, duped somehow. Hmm. I don't know. I'm really considering it, though. I'd love to just find a regular chick who would do it. I'd love for you to do it. You would love for me to do it because you would... That's one time I'd come out with you and actually watch. Would you? Yeah. I'd watch that. Hmm. Utter abortion of a night. Okay. Um, Bateman just gave me this. I just booked an interview. I don't even know if we can say the name of their website. Just say it. Insane Clown um, Wussy. Dot com. You can you can say the actual thing. Nah, yeah. not female cat. And saying clown female cat dot com. Great. More juggalo talk. Nice. Outstanding. We should have saved uh, that bit. Anyway, Dub. So I just wanted to put that out there. That um, come out to the live gig. Just you know that you're gonna have some stuff uh in common with people who are out there as it is. Yeah, happy will be happy to talk with you. I really will. I'm not lying to you, dude. I know you hate talking to the listeners. You, I I'll, hate talking to you. You personally. hate the listener. No, I hate everybody. But I know for a fact. I hate you. I hate Corolla. But I, when we're out at the live gig, I want people to feel I like, like Tommy. Why? Because he doesn't like people like you. Yeah. Me and him have that in common. Has he ever come over to your apartment? No. Uh, only when we were moving in and the, uh, the uh, draft party. I'm so uncomfortable. But he, he's like me, you know. Yeah. Why would I go over? Jason. Who do you think hates the listeners more, you or Dubs? Me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Which listener do you hate the most? Just one. And I don't hate listeners. You do? No, I don't. You don't like being around them. Every time a listener comes up here, I'm great with them. Yeah, but then you talk trash behind their back. No, I don't. I never talk trash behind their back. I remember what you said about KOP. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Never said anything about KLP. <laughs> no, I'm just. He's actually, been nothing but a joy. I'm just jerking your chain. Actually, he is one listener I actually do like. Yeah, I like them all. If they're, that's the thing. If they're going to take the time to listen to this show and come out to our live gig, how and would I, you not talk to them? I like them, and if they come up here, I'll talk to them for hours. But I don't like going out. That's true. I just don't. I I already feel uncomfortable. You know. Right. And I I just, you know, I'm trying to stick to my statement myself so I can get comfortable. Hey, how hard was it to book the insane clown uh, wussy.com? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cameron just called and said we can't say that word on the air. Why? You're just calling someone. You aren't I, actually talking about it. I know. But, um, <clears throat> the, uh, <laughs> you did the crawl of grind. <laughs> I, I emailed a guy like a few weeks ago, and it took him forever to get back to The me. one show he listens to. Yeah, actually, he says, I am a daily listener of 106.7 and Live 105 in Baltimore. Oh, the guy from Insane Clown? What? Yeah. Or Ussie? I was, I was talking about Cameron. Yeah, I was talking about Cameron, too. This I respect the work that J-Dubs and the boys do. I think the interview would be great. Thank you for recognizing us Juggalo Scrubs. Now, are they, so they're in town? 
I guess. It's the president. In Baltimore, right? I guess. I'll tell them, well, actually, see if they'll come in studio with a couple of the uh, juggalettes. If that's what, is, is that what they're called? Yeah, or? the girls are the juggalettes. I'm sure they'll be the fat ones. No, there aren't any oh, fat ones. No, they're not. No, they're, what? All right, you know. I said that out loud. Yes, you said it out loud. Stop it already, man. We got plenty of hot listeners. What did he say? I don't know. It's funny, though. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't understand you. I don't know how you got into communications. Like, I don't like people, but I like being a... You, you just, you got so many issues over there. I can't even deal with you anymore. Why? What's wrong? All right, they're called Jizzahoes? No, they're they're <laughs> Juggalites. <laughs> Maybe that's what they are on this website. I want some, I want some female juggle. I want some Juggalettes in here when we do that interview with InsaneClownUsi.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Got a couple of headlines, an update on the stabbing at the Source Awards. May be surprised on that. And then also a punishment handed down uh, in the Pistons oh, melee as well as a couple of other things that I found, too, while reading a couple of stuff. A lot more to get done in the hideout. And Sid's here as well. we got to bring Sid back in. It's the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. The hideouts with El Jefe and j Does. Is it the true what I say about the way you people are gifted? Oh, boy. Oh, it's true. Wow. It's true. Oh, it's true, it's true. Proving even retards can do a radio show. The Hideouts, 106.7 WJFK. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. To obtain a special dialing wand, please mash the keypad with your palm now. Radio for fat kids. The Hideouts with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Welcome back into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Half A and Dub hanging out with you. Bring it down. I was bringing down CD1 for some reason. Now we're just getting into two inside here. I bring down the wrong pod, the wrong fader on the board, and I get yelled at. All night. Um... So, How dare you? <laughs> uh, it is uh, it is FA Dubs coming down there. Deuce, deuce. <laughs> coming down the home stretch. Reminding you, Lulu's, come out and at least hang out with me. Uh, FA. We got a lot of fun stuff planned. Wizards tickets. We also have the IndependenceAirFly.com. Did we ever hear anything about the hideout T-shirts and whether or not we're going to? Yes, have we them? have more. Sweet. So we are we're going to have hideout T-shirts out there as well. I'll say this: everyone who shows up, hideout T-shirt. Now I know the guys in the back are working on like a Tom Brokaw bit. But did you actually watch the ending? No. Okay. This is real. This is what happened at the very end. They went to a song at the very end. Oh, okay. So thanks for the memory of Brokaw's expertise that enhances NBC's. We know he'll climb in any time. He does it in a breeze. And we thank him so much. Tom, good luck. Hope you stay awake till 7 p.m. Is that Bob Hope? No. It's some hack doing a Bob Hope impression, which is so bad taste. Oh, my God. What? Now, did you actually like Brokaw? I, I never... I, I was always... hate to admit it. I was always a Jennings guy. You hate Canadians. How are you a Jennings That's guy? That's why I hate to admit it. I... Now, what do you think about this? Do you think that the network news and all that's irrelevant? 
I mean, really, at this point, when you get news at any time, does anyone ever I, tune- I never watch network news anymore. Does anyone tune into Rather or Brokaw or... Well, no one turns into Rather anymore, either. Not anymore. But, um, or Jennings. I just... You know who I like? You know who I was actually watching today? Who? Anderson Cooper. Yeah? Dig him? Do you watch Anderson Cooper 360? Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. a good show, man. I just watch headline news, usually. Tommy- if I want to get more in-depth, I'd go to CNN. Tommy Book Anderson Cooper. I know he does the show from New York. Maybe occasionally he's in D.C. Oh, by the way, I know we're in D.C., and I kind of forget sometimes because we broadcast out of Fairfax, and so I know that important lit people listen to this show really? via emails and things like that and, like, word of mouth that's, hey, so-and-so listens to the show. Just want to let you know. You know who I really dig, too, who I think the hottest chick on – the hottest news chick on television is right now? Topper? No, but hello to Topper because I know he's a fan. Um, Suzanne Malveaux. Have you seen her? No. Look up a picture of her, if you can find one, Bateman. She works for CNN, and she's usually the White House correspondent. And she's, uh, she's like, she's mixed. I could tell she's like, she's black and something, I want to say. Um, I would even say, like, I could even see, like, some Italian or something. She's so hot, and she's got, like, the greatest eyes ever. So, Suzanne Malveaux of CNN, if you're listening, hey, baby, <laughs> because, uh, you are, uh, smoking as well. Um, other things that we wanted to get to. Oh, did you hear about this? The the Vibe Awards and what happened here? Turns out, it appears. Now, this is me. This is according. I got this off of news sources, so don't come after me. Apparently, Suge Knight is involved with this whole thing. Well, I, who knew? Now, from what I understand about the, I believe it was the was it was the Vibe Awards. Yeah, the Vibe Awards where the big uh, rumble happened. Now, usually it's the Source Awards, but it was the Vibe Awards this go around. All right, here's Suzanne Malveaux. I got a picture of her. You think she's hot or no? Well, I got to turn it around. Studio's so bass backwards. No, I don't. It, it might be the picture though. I think it's a bad picture. Yeah, you're right. That's not a good picture. She's a lot hotter, like on television. Um, give me. A I fun- mean, yeah, she's she's cute. Find me another picture, baby. but no one I would point out on television. She's really hot on TV. Yeah. Anyway, going back to Suge Knight though, there was a fight at the uh, Vibe Awards. And apparently someone was going after um, Dr. Dre. Yeah. Well, it turns out in this whole melee, I guess it was somebody named Young Buck. He surrendered to a Oh, yeah, he's uh, part of uh, 50 Cent's crew. Well, let's see. Um, G-Unit. Is he really? Yep. Young Buck, part of G-Unit. So the L.A. Times, citing unidentified sources, stated Santa Monica police and agents of the State Department of Corrections have been interviewing witnesses and reviewing the video of the incident to monitor uh, Suge's actions before, during, and after the fight. According to Alfred Martinez, the Los Angeles Re- uh, Regional Parole Administrator, the, um, they've been conducting the investigations to see if Knight had any role in the... Uh... I doubt it. You don't think so? But the funny thing is, uh, 50 Cent and Dre were pretty close, Yeah. Well, 50 Cent and Dre are. Yeah, but... but, but you mean, know Suge Knight hates Dr. Yeah, Dre. Yeah, but the funny thing is, with Young Buck being a friend of 50 Cent, he would, you know... All right, now getting up... Ogre says he has some inside info on this, or he did some analysis. Apparently, uh, what is this, this little grid that you've drawn out for me? Because I'm in love with the rap world, and I love... Now, Dubs, I was thinking about this, and I'll ask you in a second, but go ahead. What is this that you came up with, Ogre? Okay, basically, Johnson was beaten up uh, excuse me, jo- Johnson was beating up Dr. Dre. Okay, that's the person who attacked Dr. Dre. Correct. And then this young buck stabbed Johnson. And as it turns oh, okay. out, 
And so as it turns out, Dr. It's, it's almost like six degrees of Dr. Dre. It's like these guys all used to work together, and there's like two sides of the camp. And now they're looking to see if possibly this one fellow maybe wasn't, excuse me, this, this one young man was not working for Dre and to see if Dre had any any implications in it because part of a condition of Dre's parole is, excuse me, Suge's parole is is that he doesn't have any contact with Dre. Huh, okay. Well, see, I'm, uh, here's my whole thing. I was running today, listening to my iPod, and I was listening to Olden WA because of the fact that we had talked about it last night. And then I started thinking, what if the whole gangster rap thing is nothing but like a big wrestling setup? I wouldn't doubt it. Like it's all, and I don't know why it just now came to me, but I was listening to, if anybody's ever heard Ice Cube's Death Certificate, at the end of it, he does a great um, song where basically he slams all the other members which in which he left. It's a great song called No Vaseline. And he's just ripping everybody, especially Easy e making all these references to him being gay and the whole thing. And I was thinking, what if that was all part of their master plan where Cube said, hey, guys, I want to try the solo career. And they were like, you know what? You know what would be even better? Why don't we go ahead and break all this up? And we'll make it. We'll make it like we're fighting with each other. So I'm battling you on this album, and then you battle me back in your album, and we got a whole thing going on where we're battling in our albums, and people have to pick up the, the different albums, and they're everybody's buying our albums, and it just becomes this whole deal. Because really, why would Ice Cube be so mad at Dre? And then when it all comes around full circle, you hear about Easy E, and when he was dying of HIV or AIDS, whatever he, I guess it was AIDS he ended up having. They're, you know, Dre and Cube are at his bedside when he dies and the whole thing. I'm starting to think the whole gangster rap thing, it's, it's, res- all, it's, it's wrestling. It's CB4. Yeah, it's CB4. And I'm like, I feel I feel like I've been played in a sense. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I'm running in my, you know, listening. I'm like, this is all this is all crap. We've been played. Yes, Ogre. The people that were getting the story out there wanted uh, also, and this is a Los Angeles Times story, they wanted to make sure that you knew that that Suge Knight was not invited to the Vibe Awards. He was there uninvited, and that he sat, he what? chose to sit like a row behind I thought, I thought Suge went back to jail. Dre was receiving a lifetime award. Uh, you know what, sure. this is completely like, I'm not too up on wrestling dubs, but I'm sure there's a storyline of, hey, you're banned from the WWE. Oh, yeah, you, you lost a career match. And, all right, now he's there, he was sitting in the crowd, and he runs out. I God damn it, man. I've had it with gangster rap. I'm out. That's it. Just like I give up on PS2, I'm out with gangster rap. Come on, join the Juggalo Nation. I'm going to real rap. I'm going to hang out with the Juggalos. Uh, It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Oh, by the way, one quick thing. Uh, The Easy e AIDS thing reminded me. I guess yesterday was World AIDS Day. And um, just a quick question for you. Do you fear AIDS at all? Or HIV or any? I know you're in a steady relationship. Except- I never have. No, you've never had. Any uh, I, 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 before I was in a steady relationship, I did get tested every three months. Did you? Yeah. How scary is that? Not too scary because I was always pretty sure. You know. Right. No, I know. Me too. You know, you go to the doctor and they're like, "Do you want to?" And I'm like, "I don't want to get tested, but yeah, go ahead." And then you know everything comes back fine, and then I realized I would have to have sex. Uh, yeah, to get anything. For the most part, because I don't do heroin or anything. I was just wondering if I was any, around anybody with the uh, open sore. But I saw this. Um, circumcision could fight AIDS. Now, apparently, um, one Kenyan study found that uncircumcised men 
had an HIV rate 11 times greater than that of circumcised men. Wow. A study in India found the HIV infection rate among uncircumcised men to be several times greater as well. Maybe I should go get cut. No, if you get cut, that's the problem. Oh. If you are cut, then you have the greater risk. If you're a... I think, hold on. No. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Uncircumcised. Yeah. Well, see, I've always, I've hated the whole idea of circumcision. I've never understood it. Are you? Yeah, I'm cut. I'm pretty. Poor guy. You're not? No. You're on? No. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> All right, you know what? Whatever. I, you now I feel like you're baiting me into saying, uh, well, you know, no. I'm not even <laughs> going to follow you down your weird road. Or whatever it is you're trying to do. Oh, we have audio from Brokaw? Yeah. And his final and is going away. All right, let's hear Broke all cry. Did he cry? Well, the time is here. We've been through a lot together through dark days and nights, and whatever the <laughs> I had only one objective to get right. When I failed, it was personally painful, and there was no greater urge than correction. On those occasions, I was grateful for your forbearance and always mindful that your <laughs> didn't come with a lifetime warranty. <laughs> and it is in that spirit that I say, <laughs> you. That's been my richest reward. That's nightly news for this Wednesday night. I'm Tom Brokaw, and I'll you along the way. Wouldn't that be great if that's what he really said? No, you, you should have seen it. It was horrible. Yeah, the FCC apparently is going to be handing down fines. Well, he doesn't care. He's out. Just leaving. How would you like to go out, Dubs? Would you like to go out with the middle finger in the air? Like Stone I'm about Cold? to. I'm about to go out. No, don't. Don't ruin my career just because you want to drop an F-bomb. I'm. Oh, that'd be that'd be kind if I just did that. Oh, you're going around. F, C. Everything. Yeah. By the way, I called Cameron today, mm -hmm. and I'm real serious. I'm like, dude, I just want to let you know we got an offer from Austin, and uh, we're leaving. He goes, shut up. No, you didn't. What do you want? He didn't even for a second believe that we would be getting an offer from anywhere in the nation. I'm go I go. He's I listening. Get him on the phone. I ask him. I'm like, so uh, you, were you nervous at all that I was for real, that we were leaving? He's like, no. Why would I be? You're lucky to be on JFK. And I know that, too. But I, it hurt a little bit. Yeah, that's... that's. It hurt a little bit that the only guy that believes of believes in us in this market... Believes that we can't go anywhere. Believes that we couldn't get a job anywhere else. Well, lucky for him, he doesn't get to see my speech. All right, I'm not going back to that bit. My speech. I'm not interested in the bit. Damn it. Please, no. We ruined the first part RPB of the show. RPB 9, 2004. All right, I'm, no, it's dumb. Get Shafee on the phone. Actually, get Shafee on the phone and rub it in real fast. Dubs, another thing that I saw in the paper that I wanted to get to real fast. By the way, I read this magazine called The Week. Have you ever read The Week before? Mm -mm. It's epic. because it? it? literally sums up everything that's gone on in the last week news-wise, whether it's entertainment, movies, news stories, international, the whole situation. It sums it all up in this one magazine. And I guess there was a uh, article in the Washington Post by Frank Schaefer. And the reason it struck me so much is because you had a friend die mm -hmm. in Iraq. And so what the cat was saying is when Americans serving in the military, when they're killed... His or her family receives a one-time death gratuity of $12,000. Some families also qualify for several hundred dollars a month in additional benefits if they meet um, a host of requirements. That's it. So to put the travesty in context, the families of the civilians killed in September 11th attacks on average 
receive one point, or actually $3.1 million. And he goes on to say, yeah, these people suffered too. But he goes on to say, how insane is it that people that are out there fighting for this country um, get on average maybe, maybe 15 grand whenever they have someone die? Mm-hmm. And he actually says this. Where does he say? He goes, and it's odd to think that people who showed up at the wrong time at work end up being worth $3.1 million. Uh, I, you know, I don't disagree with them being three, worth 3.1, but, you know, I think definitely that the soldiers are worth more than, you know, right. and not, not more than the September 11th uh, people, but more than uh, just the uh, the 12,000 or whatever. And, and that all goes back, too, to what I was talking about, about how one life is supposedly valued more than the other when Dick Eversall's son is uh, front-page news but again, like we talked and, about yesterday. Yeah, it's tragedy. You know, it's awful. But your buddy, you yeah. know, who's fighting in Iraq, no one will ever know except for us who talk about him. You know, mm-hmm. what's his name? Uh, it's Mike Hanks. Mike Hanks. Always remember Mike Hanks. Um, on a lighter night, uh, lighter side, though, J-Dubs, would you like to do a little bragging? Yes, I would. Let's welcome in um, broadcasting school correspondent Shafee from Shafee.net. How you doing, Shafee? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I did attend broadcasting school, and I uh, do claim to be an expert on the subject. Now, here's the thing. J-Dubs would like to make an announcement. Shafee, Go ahead. I've already made this announcement to all the listeners in Washington, D.C. Me, J-Dubs, I will be speaking to RTV9 2004 at their graduation at Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. <laughs> I'll be giving a 15-minute speech. Shafee and Dubs wow. both went to the same broadcasting school. Shafee is our buddy, works at the Riff in Detroit, has made something of himself, as J-Dubs has. And uh, Dubs literally said, get Shafee on the phone. I want to call and I want to brag that well, I've been invited back to give a speech to the broadcasting school. He, he called and bragged when he got to uh, speak in front of Livonia High School. <laughs> and I, I wanted to do the same. Well, congratulations. I, what I, happened? Uh, they just called you out of the blue. I'm actually, not sure if they know that I'm working in the industry. Actually, you can do the same thing I did. I got bored and I called them. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's even sadder the second time around. We already talked about this in the first break, and it's even sadder the second go around. Let Why? me ask a question. Did you? Are you flying in uh, especially just for this uh, speaking engagement? No, I'll be flying in for the holiday seasons, and while I'm there. Actually, well, that, that's my first stop. We'll be over to Sucks uh, If you're heading to Fowlerville, you're still going to make the 45-minute uh, drive or whatever it is. So that's very impressive. You must care. Well, I'm flying into Detroit, and that's a, uh, actually when I'm flying in. Matches the time I'm speaking. So. so the limo picks you up at the airport, takes you to the broadcasting school. Are they getting you a limo, J-Dumps? No. Are they going to pay you? No. So I'm doing it purely for the joy. All right, we've heard you already. I'm done. That's okay. I'm really done. RTV nine, two thousand four. Stop. I'd like to tell you to give them hell. All right, thank you. It really is amazing. Hey, Dubs. Uh, yeah. Of your, how many people were in your uh, particular class at uh, the broadcasting? School? My graduating class. There's thirty people. We talked about it. Thirty people. Only two of them are still working in radio. And we talked about the fact that they made nearly three hundred thousand dollars off of that one class. And only two people are still working in the business. Now, how many people started out in the class and how many people actually graduated? Forty-five people started out in the class. Only 30 people graduated. Okay, I had 56 people start out in my class. 
and uh, we graduated 32 out of 56. And how many are working in the business? Um, one. You? Nope. Me. <laughs> what happened to Odie? He, he uh, quit. He quit WRIF in Detroit about uh, almost a year ago. He he quit. Actually, now's the time to quit because they really stick you at the holidays. So yeah. he didn't want to. He spent six years there, five years there, and worked every holiday. And uh, he finally decided I'm not working on Christmas this year, so he quit. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK talking to Shafee of Shafee.net. All right, now Bateman sent me these pictures for these guests that we're gonna have. Yeah, insane clown. Ussy.com, and um, it's girls painted up with their faces. They got um, the wigs on, colorful wigs, nude, doing things to bottles of Fago. Nice. Are you kidding me? No, I swear to Christ. And these guys are going to come on the show. Maybe we'll even get them in studio. That's what we're pulling for. You I don't want to wonder if they're real juggalettes or if they're just capitalizing on the popularity. As you mentioned uh, the last time you had me on the show, if you Google Juggalo, 50,000 sites are going to come up. No, nah, man. They, they they look real. Hey, another couple, while we're doing all this new stuff and while we got Shafee on the phone, two band from Detroit area, uh, Detroit Arena over the brawl, uh, John Green and Charlie Haddad. We're sent right. letters informing them of the ban, which includes... Oh, wow. Check this out, Dubs. Yeah. They not only cannot go to the Palace of Auburn Hills, they can't even go to DTE, which is the outdoor music stadium. Wow. Anything owned by the Palace. Which is basically like the Nissan Pavilion here. So they're never going to get to see an OzFest again or any real big concert. Well, with those guys, you can tell that they were constant OzFesters. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know some people that would commit suicide if you were to tell them they weren't allowed to attend Ted Nugent's New Year's Eve whiplash bag. <laughs> I forgot about that. By the way, that's the way I spent my New Year's in 2001. Yeah, that's how you spent the turn of the century. Uh, it wasn't, I was there. It wasn't it was, the turn uh, of the century. Oh, the new millennium, sorry. It was the new millennium. Metallica, Metallica Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, you, Seven Dust. You guys tried to get me to come there. No, no, no. See, you went to the one in 2000. I went to the one in 2001 where it wasn't all those people. It was just Ted Nugent and Sammy Hagar. Oh, wow, and yeah. I, and I was on a bus with 50 listeners. Yeah, you tried to get me to go on that one, too. To go Can spend. Why? Why was. I don't know why I was on that bus. Well, this is like because a, uh, because he uh, didn't want it to be a Skankship Express, so yeah. Well, well, add that to the many list of reasons why those of you that are thinking about going into the broadcasting school probably just stay in regular college and make a better life for yourself. Yeah, keep yourself from all of the heartache and the pain that. Happened. Imagine that five fifty-six people in my class at ten grand a pop. That's five hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and I'm the only one making ten bucks an hour. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the funny thing is. The, they don't give you, like, if you drop the class halfway, you don't get uh, any of your money back. No, no. None of it. It's amazing. Yeah, well, you know, people want to be in this industry real bad. But I, I will why. be speaking to oh. RTV9 2004, telling them all the great things that can happen in the radio business. Look Dude. at me. I made, I worked for free for a year and a half and then worked for five twenty-five an hour for three years. Actually, I made, uh... Seven dollars and forty cents at ninety-two on the edge. I gotta give you got you still gotta give Dubs a lot of credit though. How long was it? I mean, maybe a year that you were coming in on my show for free. Yeah. I hope you I hope you become a millionaire one day on satellite radio or something. Fifteen months. We're leaving now. Thirteen months. We're leaving oh, yeah. in thirteen months already. That'd be now. wonderful. I give and, uh, more respect. Have a little more respect for the for the show. Um, we'll be, we'll be leaving uh, already in negotiations.
Are you seriously, or are you just saying that? Because what's going to happen? Uh, people, we got. Well, we're getting three stations, and we get to program ourselves. Stop. Have some respect for the man. He did trailblaze. And I'll say this: we got an offer from Austin, uh, Cameron. So we'll be leaving at the end of the uh, at Wonderful. the end of the year. Right, you know, you're a dick. Well, I'll find out who my friends are in 13 months, then I guess. Nope. Shut up. You already had your chance. You refused to move out. <laughs> oh, here. shut up. This is satellite radio. You want me to come out to work for JFK? Crummy regular radio. Everybody knows satellites where it's at. I can't decide between XM and Sirius. Well, regular radio is where it's at for the next 13 months. No. Well, after that, next two. Come on, it's going to survive, but nobody's going to want to be there. It's satellite. Well, satellite. we we won't the care anymore. Yeah. We'll be broadcasting out of New York. Three stations. It's like, uh, Stop. It's like horses and cars, you know? People still ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Shafey, we'll hit you. All right, later. Right. net. There you go. Thank you. Spell it out. S-H-A-F-F-E-E.net. All right, thanks, guys. 5,000. C-H-A-C. Tommy applied at XM yesterday. He says, no lie. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget Lulu's Friday with Budweiser. All the information is on RadioHideout.com. Thank you to CorpsesForSale.com. We'll see you. Um, don't be ashamed to entertain listening to The Hideout. We out, bitch, 5,000. And thank you to RTV9, 2004, 5,000. That's funny. Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J Dub. This is Fred Smooth, Washington Redskins. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor, step on them hard, step on them hard, kick them to the floor, cause I I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I thought.